Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. You are listening to the Recovery Radio Podcast on KMP3. I am a member of Alcoholics Anonymous, and I be your host. You can email me at sarcasticbigbook at gmail. You can follow me on Instagram at sarcastic.aa.book. Check out my website, recoveryradiokmp3.com, and to get the books, go to sarcasticbigbook.com. Or just go to Amazon. And as always, I am so glad you're here with me. I don't know if your day's just getting started, or it's just winding down, or maybe it's somewhere right in the middle, but here we are. You and me. And I am glad for that. And I am grateful I have no desire to drink today. And I do have a piping hot cup of French roast coffee from Trader Joe's mixed with some Don Francisco's hazelnut. It is absolutely delicious. Today I want to talk about our brains, what the big book says about our brains. One of the things that had me really confused and miserable, frankly, during the first two and one half years of my sobriety was... This belief that I had, that I had adopted from well-meaning people in AA largely, that my brain was fucked up because of my alcoholism with respect to matters other than alcohol. And I really believe that. And I still hear it constantly. My name is so-and-so and I'm the problem. I'm an alcoholic and I'm the problem. My thinking is the problem. Your best thinking got you here. I was thinking the other day, and then the room laughs. That's a terrible thing for an alcoholic to say. I've, got, I've been thinking. I mean, that's, that's deeply ingrained in Alcoholics Anonymous culture. And if you believe all that, that's fine. But that is in direct contradiction. To what is in the big book. The big book doesn't say what I'm about to say once. It says it over and over and over again. That when they talk about the main problem of the alcoholic centering in the mind, if you read that section very carefully, you don't even have to read it very carefully. Read the whole section. Read those 10 paragraphs, five paragraphs around that. What they're saying is the alcoholic has a twofold malady, body and mind. The body part is not the main part of the problem. The allergy is not the main part of the alcoholic problem. The insanity of the first drink is the main part of the alcoholic problem. Because if I don't talk myself into drinking, the allergy is of no consequence. That's what they're talking about. Read it. They're not talking about character defects. They're not talking about selfishness or fear or being an asshole. They're talking about our 
utter inability to leave the first drink alone. And when I got the, the message that I have today, when I was two and a half years sober, changed my whole life. I'll read some of the passages in the big book. Uh, we'll start with, we'll start with Roman numeral 30, doctor's opinion. One, two, three, four, fourth paragraph. Dr. Silkworth is classifying alcoholics. And he says in the fourth paragraph, then there are types entirely normal in every respect, except in the effect alcohol has upon them. They're often able, intelligent, friendly people. All these and many of the others have one symptom in common. One symptom in common. It's not that they're, they overthink things or they're overly analytical or they're really complicated or they don't feel like they fit in or they are extra this or extra that. They have one symptom in common. They cannot start drinking without developing the phenomenon of craving. We'll start there. Page 21. Last paragraph, the big one, about 10 lines from the bottom. This is the real alcoholic. He is often perfectly sensible and well-balanced concerning everything except liquor. Perfectly sensible and well-balanced. Page 22. Uh, Let's see. Second paragraph, second full paragraph at the end of it. What has become of the common sense and willpower that he still sometimes displays with respect to other matters? Pull some other random ones out. Page 70. Last full paragraph. If you've been thorough about your personal inventory, we've written down a lot. We have listed and analyzed our resentments. We've analyzed them because we could use our brain. Let's go over to, let's see what it says about in step nine. Step nine, you're making amends to people. Uh, Last paragraph on 83, last full paragraph. We should be sensible, tactful, and considerate and humble. We can be sensible. Get to some of these really juicy ones here. Page 86. Second full paragraph. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day. Before we begin, we ask God to direct our thinking, especially asking that it be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. When we don't have self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives, We can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Page 87. End of that first paragraph. We find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. Our thinking.
I mean, it goes on and on, but there's many more. And there's a few passages in the big book that we really untangled as a group of people over the past 30 years in this nonlinear big book study that changed my life. Where when we read these things in their proper context, it's very clear that the big book is saying when it comes to the first drink, we're insane. Our behavior is as incomprehensible with respect to the first drink as a person, you know, who loves jaywalking. But it just goes over and over again over this saying that if your brain is all fucked up in ways other than talking yourself into alcohol, don't blame alcoholism. The poor big book is up against decades of the opposite of what I'm saying being passed down. And this is all something I'm talking about because, like I said, first couple years of my sobriety, I was miserable. And this was part of why. And when I really learned what the problem was, according to the big book, its application of the solution worked a million times better. According to the big book, if your thinking is cleared of self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives, you can trust your thinking. And if you can't, don't blame alcoholism. That's not alcoholism. Some of us are outright mental defects. Read that carefully. Notice where the commas are. We're not all outright mental defects. The bedevilments, that section starts with saying these are human problems, not alcoholism. And I don't know if anybody listening needs to hear this, but it is information that changed literally everything about my sobriety and my life. So I'm very passionate about it. I am the black sheep in most places I go. I'm that weird guy with the weird message that you can trust your brain. And I'm just reading direct lines out of the big book. God gave us brains to use. In the original manuscript, it said, just use common sense. There's nothing hard or mysterious about this. Anyway, that's it. That's all. I'm passionate about it. That's all. It's just, it's helped me so much. That's all. I'm just one person. Just my experience. I'm not a spokesperson for AA. I'm just sharing you my experience. Because I'm having an amazing experience. And this information is part of why. I want to give a shout out to Mallory. I want to give a shout out to Wes and Ross and Cousin Dupree. I want to give a shout out to Dr. Wu. I want to give a shout out to the wizard and special shout out to Chelsea and to Dave and 
close my eyes and thank my unicorn for all of it. And if anybody needs to hear it, everything is okay. And I'm going to go work on some um, pictures for my new website called um, how could anybody be so fucking beautiful dot com <sighs> really feeling cussing today I'm in a really good mood alright I'm out of here send me an email sarcasticbigbook at gmail.com the emails that I get from you are absolutely valuable to me appreciate all of them if this podcast is helping you share it with people leave a good review or something and um yeah i'm out of here i do not know why my life was saved but i'm gonna go try to live a life that was worth saving and i hope you'll do the same